I want to recap a little bit what we uh, talked about last week in Matthew chapter 15, verse 18. It says, but with the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you, all right? So the words that come out of your mouth defile your heart. So this is what we said. I'm going to spell it because I got way too much laughter last week, well, last week by my drawing. So I'm spelling, which could bring a lot of laughter as well. But uh, the soul and then the spirit. So you and I are three-part being. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Now, there's things that connect these things together. Your brain is like a processor. We said this. It connects the soul with the body. And then your spirit and your soul are connected together with your heart. Thank you very much. All right, stop it. Okay, but anyway, this is the real you. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, when you get born again, when you believe in Jesus Christ, old things passed away, behold, every single thing becomes new. 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, you become one with Jesus. In your spiritual man, you become one with Jesus. It, it would not be wrong to say that you and Jesus, there's, you can't tell the difference. So when the devil, angels, or anybody in the spiritual realm looks at you in the spiritual realm, they see Jesus. This is the problem, though. So you're perfect in your spiritual man. Everybody say, I'm perfect. perfect. Say it loud enough that your people who are around you can hear that. Say, I'm perfect. perfect. Because most people would refute that and say, who are you? But anyway, you're perfect. Your spiritual man does not sin. Your spiritual man is totally, well, let me just ask you this. Do you think Jesus would live in a house full of sin? He would not. He only lives and he is holy, he is righteous, and he has made himself one with you. 1 Corinthians 6.17, all right? You look it up. We're not going into that. But this is the thing. You have the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22 and 23 says that I, the fruit of the Spirit, is love, it's peace, it's joy, it's patience, it's kindness, it's gentleness, long-suffering, self-control. There's nine of them. Most people are praying for those things. Most people beg God. They beg God. God just, this is why I, I, you know, I told Danielle on the worship team, I said, there's one thing I want to make sure. I don't want our worship to ever to beg God to come down. I don't want our worship to ever beg God, please show up, or beg God for anything. That's insulting to him. You know, if people say, oh, God, send your Holy Spirit. Uh, he already did. Oh, Father, would you just show up? He did. 
Oh, Lord, would you just do this? He did. You know, and, and then, you know, people, oh, God, it just feels like brass. Have you ever said that? Don't raise your hand. But it just feels, when I pray, it just feels like, you know, it's brass. That's because you're trying to pray up here. He's inside of you. Revelation. This should turn a light on. Somebody says, well, I just think God can't hear you. Well, he only has to hear you from here to here, so I don't think he's hard of hearing. I mean, it's just right here. That's where he dwells. That's revelation for some of you, you know. I'm just, it just feels like the, the heaven is just shut up. Well, even if it is, he's inside of you. So why are you trying to go get your prayers answered in heaven? Help me, Jesus. So we said this, the spiritual man has everything. It has everything that you need that pertains to life and to godliness. The problem is, is the heart is the gatekeeper of the spiritual man. It's the gatekeeper. It will communicate to the soul, which is your will. That's where you do your choosing. You, God gave everybody the right to choose. Your mind, that's where you do your thinking. It's not your brain that does the thinking. It's your mind. And then your emotions, that's where you do your feelings. You want me to break it out? Feelings. Nothing but feeling. Okay, we're done. All right. So it's your emotions, your mind. And so the heart is connecting this with your spiritual man, which connects to your body. So this is the problem. I, I want peace and patience to be manifested to the body, to the outside. I want healing. Your spiritual man says and knows it's not trying to get healed. Your spiritual man knows everything about the healing. If you're born again, it knows everything about the healing power of the Lord Jesus Christ and that he did it 2,000 years ago. The spiritual man would never say, oh, God, would you just please send healing? Just send healing. Spiritual man would go, that's not me. I'm not talking like that. What's talking like that? Your heart has not been trained and taught correctly. That's why you're listening. That's why you're watching online. You keep watching. You keep listening, and we'll get your heart trained and taught right that it knows who he knows who he is by the spiritual man. Come on now. So the heart needs to be taught who the real you is because when the heart knows that I am righteous before God, I am righteous 24-7. I am the righteousness of God. It will notify your will to choose rightly. It will notify your mind to think rightly. And then it will tell your emotions to feel rightly. We are asking, oh, how do you feel? You know, like Smith Wigglesworth, he says, I never ask myself how I feel. I tell myself how I feel. Why does he say something that bold? Because he understands who he is and his heart's been trained right. Now, listen to me. In Matthew 15, it says, words you speak come from the heart, and that's what defiles you. That's what defiles you. Do you understand what you speak in your heart's where you're going to believe, the real thing that you believe? You're either going to believe what the spiritual man, what God says about you in the spiritual realm, or you're going to believe about what your will and your mind and your emotions are telling you. I just feel like sewer today and your heart will just say yeah okay and then it will notify your body we're sewer 
And then guess what? It comes out of your mouth. I just feel like the sewer today. And so what, you know what happens when that happens? Then every cell, every DNA part of your body says, let's line up with what he said. Mm, this will help you keep the trap closed. All right? Let me read this other scripture. Luke 6.45. Luke 6.45. A good person produces good things from the treasure of a good heart. An evil person produces evil things from the treasure of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. What you say is going to come out of your heart. So if you say, man, I'm just tired all the time. I'm just weak all the time. I never have any energy. I just feel sick. I think something's wrong with me. All of that is coming from your heart, and that's what you believe. And it's contrary to what the spiritual man is really saying. But this is what it says. A good person, out of the good things of his heart, speaks forth. But there's evil things that an evil person speaks that comes from its heart. Now, you could think, well, if you're evil, that's talking about somebody who doesn't believe in Jesus. It could be. But I'm going to bring it home to you, to where we live. It's also when a Christian, a believer, speaks contrary to the word of God, that is speaking evil out of your heart. Let's just get this out. Everybody say, I love the pastor. I'm glad I'm not living by emotions because I'm not feeling much love, let me tell you. But anyway... Uh, Oh, thank you. One out of everybody's not bad. But anyway, all right. So this is what he's saying. You can speak contrary to what the spiritual man knows. And that, according to God, is evil. You know, most people think, oh, yeah, man, he's cussing and he's speaking just like the world and he's thinking like the world and that's evil. Yeah? There's something more evil than that. That's saying that I'm always sick. I'm always tired. I never have a good job. I live paycheck to paycheck. I'm meddling right now. I'm getting, where, I'm getting in your dirty laundry. It's time you get rid of it because it stinketh. Listen to me now. When you start and out of the abundance of the heart, the Bible says the mouth leaketh. It it leaks, it speaks. This is where we know what you believe, not what truly is true of you. The spiritual man knows that I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I don't care what I feel. I don't care what I see. I know by the stripes of Jesus, 1 Peter 2.24, I'm healed in Jesus' name. This guy says, I am so loving and I am so kind. I am patient. I am gentle. I'm tender. I could sing all those Elvis Presley tender songs, but we won't. But anyway, it, it knows. This spiritual man knows all of that. But this is the problem. The heart does not. That's why you need... Jesus even said this. He says, you've got to be careful what you're putting inside. You have to watch what you put inside of you. You have to be careful what you're teaching this thing. 
Because when, whatever you're teaching it, it's going to be manifested. Even though it's contrary to what the spiritual man knows. Contrary to what Jesus has paid the price for. Ooh. We're living so beneath our, what Jesus paid for. We're living way below the bar, what Jesus has provided for us. Luke 6.45, the new King James said, For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. That's why Proverbs 4.23 says this, Guard your heart above everything else. Guard your heart. That is the number one thing that you and I are supposed to do. You're supposed to be guarding this thing. What does it mean by guarding this thing? Man, you can make sure that what comes in here, it, 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 it's not contrary to what God says about you. People are going to say things about you. Oh, man, you are just, you're a loser. You're this or you're that. Your boss says, you know, you just can't cut it. and You can't do this and you can't do that. Well, you better guard your heart to say, I don't believe that. I don't believe that about me. I'm a winner. I'm successful. I am favor going someplace to happen. Your heart has to believe that. You have to guard it because it says in the second part, for it determines the course of your life. This thing right here determines the course of your life. Not this. Not this. But this. This will determine the course of your life because this spiritual man knows that what it's, it knows what it's made of. It's one with Jesus. It's one with Christ. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So it knows all the promises of God are yes and amen. It knows that it's righteous. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. You know, people quote the other scripture. It says, my righteousness is as filthy rags. Before you got saved, your righteousness is filthy as rags. Let me put it a different way. After you get saved, if you are trying to be righteous, your righteousness is filthy as rags, even if you're trying to be. Why? Because you can't try to be righteous. You can't live to be righteous. You can't contain or, or, or obtain righteousness by your own self. That's filthy rags to God. You have to accept righteousness as a gift from God. Only Jesus could obtain that for you and me. So the spiritual man knows that I'm righteous 24-7. I'm righteous no matter what I do, no matter what I act, or no matter what I say, no matter what's going on in my life, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. That's the number one thing that's coming against Christians today. It is. Do you realize your faith will not work if you don't know that you're the righteousness of God? It will hinder your faith. And so what does the church try to do? Become self-righteous, trying to become righteous. You're always going to fall short. You're never going to make that. When God says, that's what, do you realize, that's why Jesus had so much trouble in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John with the Pharisees and Sadducees. They were religious people. They were walking and talking and acting like they were more righteous than everybody else and they didn't even know Jesus. Jesus said, your righteousness is filthy rags. That's why the prostitutes ran to Jesus. That's why the tax collectors ran to Jesus. They knew that he had the words to set them free, that they knew they could never obtain it. It's the same today. 
we can't obtain righteousness. The spiritual man knows that. The heart needs to be taught that. Because once the heart is taught that, it goes into the soul, and then it will make right choices. Then it will be right thinking, and then you'll have right feelings. And then that will be manifested in your body. You know, when you're, when, if you don't, I just feel sad today. You know, anybody can feel sad on any given day. Just turn the TV on. Anybody can feel sad. If you want to just say, I haven't felt sad in a long time, just turn the news on. 30 seconds, you'll be there. Or call up one of your relatives. Okay, that's a bad thing. But, you know, you can just feel sad just about any way, shape, or form. You know what I'm saying? But this is what God says. You're not going to live out of your will. You're not going to live out of your mind. You're not going to live out of your emotions. You're going to live out of your heart. So if this is wrong, all of this will be wrong. This is always right. The spiritual man, the real you is real. The real you is always perfect before God, feeling joyful, feeling kind, feeling generous, feeling on top of the world. This is why this heart thing needs to be taught. You need to hear who and what God says about you. Guard your heart. You got to guard it. You have to guard that because everything in this world is coming against that. Your relatives, sometimes even your spouse, sometimes even your best friend are going to, things, you know, things slip out of this. Out of the heart, the mouth leaks, speaks. And then we know really what you're believing because this is where your believer is. This is what you truly believe. This is a problem. You need to believe everything that's in here. If you believe what is in here, then your heart, it has to be taught that. It has to be taught what it is in here. But then once it's taught that, it will communicate to the soul, which will communicate to the body and be manifested on the outside. Your problem is not anything on the outside. Your problem is not the devil. Your problem is, why is God withholding? That's not the problem. This will be the problem. It's taught wrong. It's believing wrong. But once this starts changing and turning around, it will start communicating the right things here, and it will start manifesting there. There's a great story in the Bible, and Judges talks about Gideon. Gideon, I know he gets a, a little bit of flack from people, you know, that he was a coward because he was hiding. Gideon, the children of Israel, rebelled and were rejecting God. And so the Midianites and Amalekites were coming against them. But this is the wicked thing the Amalekites and Midianites were doing. They would wait till Israel would plant their crops, cultivate, take care of the crops all season long. And then when it came harvest time, they would raid Israel and take all of their crops that they had harvested. That's wicked, isn't it? Well, when they came and raided them, they would take their, all of their livestock as well, their chickens and their cattle and goats and everything they just raided everything so year after year they were doing this and so man they were getting desperate they were getting in poverty they were going to be dying of starvation so people started crying out to God 
I believe Gideon was one of those people who cried out to God. He, was, he had his wheat, he had a harvest, and so he was threshing it, but he was hiding. So we can pick up the story in uh, Judges chapter 6, verse 12. It says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Now, this is what God said about Gideon. Gideon said to him, verse 13, O my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then is all this happening to us? And where are his miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Well, a couple of things there. Gideon knew a little bit about the history of Israel. He knew that Israel had been delivered. He knew that there were people that would, be, that would rise up from Israel and help deliver them from their enemies. There is a possibility that Gideon was praying and talking to God about somebody rising up to deliver them from the Midianites. I'm not for sure, but there's a hint of that in, in this. But then you read verse 14. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? First of all, if you notice, he didn't even comment on what Gideon just said, all that. You know, you know, we're really struggling here. We're having a hard time here. Uh, we believe that you've forsaken us. God didn't answer any of that. So this tells me something. If you and I pray like that and we don't hear anything, there's a reason. <laughs> it's because God's saying, you know, when I was in the Air Force, I had this good, he was a best friend. He was from Boston, Massachusetts. He was hard to understand being from Kentucky, but he was a great friend. But anyway, um, uh, he... Uh, he would say something sometime that was so, like, he would make fun of me because I said, uh, he would say, hey, Mike, you want a Coke? I, I said, yeah, that sounds great. And he would turn around and walk off. I said, well, wait a minute. I'm, I don't, I'm not for sure what I want. He says, you said you wanted a Coke. I said, Coke means all of the drinks. He looked at me and go, a Coke means a Coke. I go, no, it does not. When somebody in Kentucky, they go, don't make fun of this now. It's probably changed anyway. But we would say, oh, I want a Coke. We would, then everybody would go, well, what do you want to drink? They would ask that because they knew. <laughs> what do you want to drink? Oh, I want a Dr. Pepper. Or I want, uh, I really do want a Coke. So he started making fun of me and everything, doing all this. So I would just put my hands over my eyes and my thumbs in my ear, and I go, na 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 na. I don't hear you. I don't hear you. Na 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 na. I don't hear you. <laughs> yes, I was 20 years old and very childish. But anyway, I'm trying to make a point here. Are you sticking with me? I believe God. Sometimes that's what God was doing with Gideon. He sat there and said, you're not with us. You've forsaken us. In doing this, God just turns around and says, go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. In other words, I'm not even going to go there. You know what God was saying? Proverbs 23, 7 says this, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As you think in this, 
That's how your life is going to be. That's not necessarily how the life God wants you to have to be, but because this is what you believe and this is what you think in your heart, that's the way life's going to be, even though God said, this is the life that I want you to live out. This is what should be coming out of your life and being manifested in your soul and being manifested throughout your body and even on the external realm. Man, that's good. So God sit there and told him, go in this might. So Gideon, all of a sudden, he said, can you imagine getting told that? God was saying, you are a mighty soldier of the living God. You have the ability, you have been given the ability to set Israel free. Now go in that strength and that power and that might. God was speaking from the spiritual realm to his heart so that it would be manifested out here. God knew more about Gideon than Gideon knew about Gideon. And it's the same for you and me today. We don't know what is in our spiritual man, and so therefore we have to teach our heart what God has done on the inside of us because it's far greater than the way that we're living today. What God has done for us is not being manifested on the outside, and it's not the devil. It's not God's fault. It's not your brother's fault. It's not anybody. It's your heart that's not been trained properly. That'll help set you free. So it's not a difficult thing to do. Andrew Womack says this, when you start doing this, change is effortless. It's effortless change. When you understand who you are and what Jesus has done for you, it's effortless change. You just have to change the way that you know about yourself and believe in your heart that this is what God has done for you. And when you believe that out of your heart, all of the issues of life will flow. Man. That's good stuff. So there's things in here that will stay there forever unless you teach this and guard this. And that's why you listen online. That's why you listen to these messages. What the, one of the main things that we're doing is we're changing this puppy. We're changing this heart to know what the real you is like, what Jesus has done for you 2,000 years ago. So that's why we, we teach you, quit begging God. God, why aren't you healing me? God, why aren't you providing for me? Why aren't you providing for me? He's not going to rain money down from heaven. But according to Deuteronomy, he has given you in here, he's given you the power to get wealth. He's given you power to get wealth. He's given you the power for everything that pertains to life and to godliness. He put it inside of you. When you accepted Jesus, the whole package came on the inside of you. Jesus himself has made himself one with you. So now it's up to us to change our heart thinking and believing so that we can say what our spiritual man already knows. How can two walk together? How can two walk together unless they agree? So this is a problem. The spiritual man is saying, I'm healed. I'm blessed. I have the favor of God. I'm success going someplace to happen. But the heart goes, I don't believe that. And the reason I don't believe that, I just, well, look. Well, look what's going on. And look how I feel. I feel this. And I see, oh, look at the checkbook. Sure, tell me about it. 
So we're living more. Did you know that's called carnal living? Carnal living means that you accept life according to the senses more than you accept according to the spirit. The spirit has always been more powerful. What we see was created by the unseen. But we put more stock and more truth in what we see than the unseen realm. But not anymore. Everybody say, I'm changing. I'm changing. It's possible to teach, to teach our heart what Jesus has done for us so that we can have greater victory in the external realm. We need to learn this. We need to speak this. S-O-L-O. Speak out, live out. We're living out of our heart and we're speaking out what we believe. So if you want the living out to change, you better get a hold of the speaking out. Because out of your mouth flow the issues of life. The, the direction of your life is going to be determined what comes out of your mouth. And I know what you believe by what you say. I don't have to have some kind of special gift. I can just tell what you believe. Oh, I'm just, I tell you what, I'm just, I just feel weak all the time. I just feel weak all the time. Somebody says, well, pastor, what about him? He's weak all the time. Well, just pray for him. It probably won't help if I pray for him. He's got to change what he believes so what comes out of his mouth will change the direction of his life. Did you notice in John chapter 6, Jesus, the Bible says, could do there no mighty works in his hometown. Could not. Jesus, the Son of God, couldn't do any great miracles or anything great. They didn't believe. So the next few scriptures down, you know what it says? So therefore, Jesus went about teaching. That's the mercy of God. Why? You know what he was doing? He was trying to get their heart to change. Why? Because they wouldn't, they were believing the wrong thing. Or they couldn't believe, where they could believe, they just chose their will. They chose not to believe. So Jesus went about teaching in their synagogues, teaching in their churches. Something maybe like this. You guys are believing wrong. You're believing wrong. But the good news is, I'm here to tell you that God loves you that God is going to cause you to rise up out of the ashes and you're going to be one of the greatest nations. You can be great by what you believe. I'm here to tell you life is different and you can believe something different even though the circumstances will not change automatically. And see, that's a problem. Something we want to, okay, I'm going to say, I'm blessed. Five minutes later, I don't feel blessed. Wow. Wow. You've been talking garbage for 25, 45 years, and you want to, oh, my goodness. Are you hearing me? Matthew 19, 26, we read at the beginning, but Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. One last scripture before we close. Judges chapter 6, verse 17. 
And he said unto him, this is Gideon. Now, Gideon was shocked. He thought, I think this was God talking to me. And so he said, if now I have found grace in thy sight, then show me a sign that thou talkest with me. He was sitting there and saying, okay, I believe this is God, but I'm not 100% for sure. Now, if, if, everybody say if. If I found grace, give me a sign. Oh, this is good. That's old covenant. New covenant is this. I'm not looking for grace. I have the grace of Almighty God. All of the grace has been given unto me. I don't have to say, if I have found grace, show me a sign. I have grace, therefore I don't even need a sign. Come on now. Everybody's looking for a sign. Oh, I just, uh, no, it's still there. I still feel the pain. Oh, the checkbook, it's still red. Oh, I'm looking for something. I'm looking for something. The problem is you're looking for something. If you have the grace of God, you don't need a sign because the spiritual man knows that it's been set free and has the truth of God and has victory because the grace has been found on the inside of me. Woo! Can you say amen to that? Wow, I have... He said, if I found grace, which is an awesome thing. It's an all, if I have found grace, show me this. And then Jesus comes along. You know, Jesus, this is the same thing. Let me show you this. Great revelation. Are you ready? Supernatural revelation. In case you have a hard time reading that, Jesus equals grace. Let's stand.